How do I find a new job? How can I make a career change? And the biggest question of all, can I really find a career that I love? Hey, my name is Jen Smith, and I believe career success doesn't have to be at the expense of living a radiantly happy and healthy lifestyle. As a former HR leader and recruiter turned career coach, I get what companies are looking for when hiring top talent. What that means for you is an unmatched combination of insider knowledge and the best kept secrets about making heart-based career changes and navigating the ups and downs of job searching in today's world of work. Whether you're a recent graduate navigating the job market for the first time or a seasoned professional ready for a career change, this show is for you. So grab your coffee or your kombucha, pull up a seat and get ready to be challenged and inspired to move beyond your self-doubt and take the right next steps towards landing a career you love. Because you deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. This is the Flourish Careers Podcast. Welcome back to the Flourish Careers Podcast. I'm your host, Jen Smith, and today we are continuing the conversation about breaking traditional work rules. And I'm adding a dash of my nourish to flourish philosophy, and we are going to talk about taking an extended break from work. I'm not talking about one or two weeks of vacation. I'm talking about an extended break. Some people might call this a sabbatical or wellness leave or a leave of absence, or simply call it a career break. I am thrilled that these types of extended leaves are becoming more and more accepted. The stigma associated with taking a break is slowly diminishing to the point that LinkedIn now has a space in the work experience section for a career break. I'm so thrilled about this. I read an article in the Washington Post that included a quote from the product engineer at LinkedIn who worked on this. And she basically talks about the career break feature in the platform Um, And the reason it was introduced is to recognize that your time away from work is just as important, if not more so, than your traditional work experiences. So with this feature, LinkedIn users can classify their time away from work. And I think they have like 13 or 14 different types of career breaks, including career transition, parenting, overall health and well-being, and then you can add the details to what led you to take the break and what you've done during the break. Also, for what it's worth, when I was a recruiter and a hiring manager, I loved hearing about people's stories if they took a career break. I loved hearing the context of how those life experiences really helped them grow. So the bottom line here is that heart-based, career-minded professionals put a lot into their work and their career. And if you're not careful, that can lead to fatigue and burnout, especially because we're connected 24-7. So the important thing here is to notice and give yourself this space before it leads to something worse, like an illness. Speaking of which... I have had clients confess to me that they wish 
at some points in their career, they had wished that they got sick so they didn't have to continue down their same career path. Or someone once told me that they were hoping to get into a fender bender on the way to work so they didn't have to go to work. My friends, if you are feeling this, it is a sure sign that you need to take a break. And it's totally doable. One of the main reasons I created my signature career change program, it's called Fried to Flourishing, is because I totally understand this feeling. If you're fried and burnt out, there's usually a reason for it. And you can start with a break to take some time to reflect and figure that out. So with that, today, we're going to talk through what a sabbatical or some type of extended leave is. I want to walk through steps to consider if you want to take this type of leave, even if there's no policy in place. And then I'll share my own personal experience in the five lessons I learned from taking 100 days away from corporate America. So this was an experience when I was still employed and I took a break. And when I looked at the calendar, it was literally 100 days, including weekends, but 100 days away from corporate America. So I'm going to share a little more about that. First, I want to preface this with the fact that I realize not everyone has the opportunity to take an extended time away from work. It does require planning and it does require financial runway, although at the same time, career breaks are often misunderstood. And I also realize that taking an extended break is something that many of you need and deserve. So with that, let's get into this. So what is a sabbatical or a wellness leave? So the idea of sabbaticals is not a new concept. It's traditionally been offered in academia after a certain amount of time or tenure. Although I will say it is now spilling into the corporate world and it's becoming more and more part of companies' benefits, which I'm thrilled. So the main benefit for you is to gain fresh experiences and perspectives and skills It's giving you the time and space to write or reflect. It gives you the time to actually rest. So turn your brain off. (laughs) All of this can fuel your own personal and professional growth. From an employer perspective, it can be really beneficial for an employer as well. And so it would help an employer boost morale or retention, which is an issue right now. It can help with productivity and engagement. So providing employees with time to reflect and grow and reconnect with what they love about their company or what they love about their career can be really helpful. Employees can return with higher levels of engagement and just a renewed interest in their work, and not to mention a sense of overall well-being that is going to spill into every single conversation they have with colleagues or clients or their team. So typically a sabbatical or a wellness leave or a career break is an extended period time away from work. So usually this, I would say, is for at least four weeks or could be as long as a year or two years. I mean, there's really no minimum or maximum on how long this should be. 
Obviously, if it's part of a benefits program within an organization, there will be a, you know, a start and stop time to that. If you do take a break while you're still employed, you might be able to receive some pay and benefits while you're away, which is an excellent you know, benefit to taking time off when you're still employed with an organization. This whole concept can also apply to those of you who are freelancers or contractors or self-employed. There's a famous TED Talk by um, a designer. He's a business owner and really creative designer. And he shuts his company down once every seven years to take a full year off for just creative rejuvenation. And in the TED Talk, I'll link to it in the show notes, it's called The Power of Time Off. He shares some of these really exceptionally creative art projects that came out of one of his sabbaticals when he traveled to Bali. So it's pretty fascinating. And so that's a little bit about what a sabbatical is. And now let me talk a little bit about when I took this time off and some of the things that were put into place when I took this time off. So there was a point where I just was not feeling inspired or able to inspire others. And it really came down to the fact that I needed to step away from work. I felt like I was going down the path of illness. But the only problem was that my company did not have a practice or policy for the kind of break that I was wishing for. So there was no sabbatical without being a professor or working in higher ed. There was no leave of absence without some type of documented medical condition. There was no extra extended mental health day or even any mental health days for that matter. And so basically I was breaking every single HR rule possible. And coming from the HR girl, this was not an easy thing to do. I literally felt like I was breaking the law. I felt like I was betraying my team. I felt incapable because I couldn't quote unquote hack it. It was selfish. Like, why should I be allowed to do this? I was afraid I was going to be a burden. I didn't want to ask for help. And I thought, oh my gosh, is my only recourse to quit? And it turned out, no. So my manager listened to me and provided support. And together, we came up with a plan to step away for an extended period of time. And we called this a wellness leave. And so now I want to walk you through a couple steps that we took um, to make this happen without a policy in place. So first was a mindset shift. So probably no surprise, if you've worked with me in the past, you know that mindset is a core piece of any of this work that I do. And a lot of it I've had to overcome myself. So the approach that helped me get out of my own way and muster up the nerve to do this was placing myself in my manager's shoes. So what would I do if one of my key players came to me and told me they needed a break? If they told me they were exhausted and they just couldn't keep doing the work? Hands down, I would do whatever I could for them. 
I would break all the rules and make it happen. So this mindset shift of putting myself in my manager's shoes was a game changer. Second was research. So what organizations are out there providing sabbatical or wellness leave benefits for their their employees? So how are they doing it? Is it successful? Is it just for people working in higher ed? What organizations in my industry are doing it? So I did some research and I found out that this was back in 2018 when I did this research, but the Society for Human Resource Management reported that about 15% of employers were offering sabbaticals to their employees. That number is on the rise. So organizations like Adobe, Patagonia, Nike, those are a few that come to mind that are kind of known for having this type of benefit. I also learned that there are companies to help companies create sabbatical benefits for their employees. I was blown away by this. So my research not only provided tactical info on how to approach this idea with my employer, but it also opened my eyes to realize how many others are likely feeling the same way that I was feeling. So this was another data point that helped endorse my mindset shift. And then finally, crafting a plan. So who, what, where, when, how. Thinking through all the aspects of work that needed to continue while I was out and ensuring there was a smart, practical plan in place set up before my departure. So who was going to fill in? What work is most important and must continue? What work can wait till I return? Where will I store my information to ensure a seamless transition so everyone has access to what they need? When is the best time or the least disruptive time? How am I going to communicate this? So all of these things had to be really thought out before I took this time off. Ultimately, spending the time to craft a thorough plan allowed for this sabbatical or this wellness leave to happen without having a policy in place. And I will tell you, the result of this leave was noteworthy. The extended pause away from work was undeniably one of the best things I could have done for my well-being at that time, which inevitably extended to my family, my friends, and my colleagues when I returned to work. So now I want to share with you five of the lessons that I learned from taking this time away from work. And as I mentioned, it was literally exactly 100 days. I didn't plan it that way. I distinctly recall the realization. It was about halfway through my time away, and I finally felt like my brain was unwinding or unwiring itself, and I was feeling somewhat restored. So at that point, I checked the calendar. How long did it take to unwire my brain and actually start to feel rested? And it was six weeks. And then I said, how much time do I have until I return to work? That was eight weeks. I literally counted each day and it was 100 days. The fact that it took me six weeks to unwire my brain is notable. So when you're in the grind day and night, constantly reacting and responding and working and firefighting, it takes a toll. 
So here's what I learned from my 100 days away from work. Number one, probably not a surprise, it's okay to take a break. So I mentioned this in a previous episode, the term called corporate athlete. And the first time I heard this term, it really piqued my interest. And basically, the quote from the Harvard Business article, which I will share in the show notes, it says, on the playing field or in the boardroom, high performance depends as much on how people renew and recover energy as on how they expend it, on how they manage their lives as much as how they manage their work. And so it goes on to talk about when people feel strong and resilient in all aspects, mind, body, heart, spirit, they perform better for longer. And so when you think about working in corporate America, it takes that resilience and dedication, especially when we're connected literally 24-7. And that's very similar to an all-star athlete. But the difference is that all-star athletes do not compete 365 days a year where corporate athletes, quote unquote, on the other hand, are often expected to. It is okay to take a break. Lesson number two, my best and most creative work happens when I am walking in the woods or traveling or cooking a nutritious meal, not when I'm standing or sitting at my computer. So trading the daily work routine to do basically what I wanted to do and when I wanted to do it ignited this ingenuity that I didn't even know existed. So for example, I was walking in the park and new ideas would come to me so easily and without even any effort. So like there's so much energy poured into my day. And I remember at one point, I had 137 new pages, quote unquote, within my notes app. I had so many thoughts to capture that I couldn't wait to act on. When I was doing research for this also a few years ago, um, it's interesting that a couple of inventions that we think about today, uh, that we use today, are from the same type of concept. So 3M, you might be familiar with, one of their engineers who created scotch tape in the 1930s did this during time away from work. So basically, they've had a policy, so 3M is kind of known for this, they've had a policy in place where they give their engineers like 15% or 10% or something like that of their work time to freely create and work on different passion projects. And that's how scotch tape was created. And I'm pretty sure it was the same thing for sticky notes. So this concept of giving engineers time to freely create has caught on to companies. You may have heard this with like Google or HP or some of the folks in Silicon Valley. So really interesting to note that staring at a computer doesn't always bring the best ideas. The third lesson was around mindfulness and being present. I will tell you that there is a huge difference when you can stop and enjoy Thanksgiving dinner when 100% of your mind is on Thanksgiving dinner. So remaining present and just really relishing that time with people who mean the most was so much more enjoyable. My mind was in the moment and it was not wandering or anticipating 
the next day or week at work. The fourth lesson learned was that recharging my battery opens new space. So prior to this wellness leave, meeting up with my friends or family at times seemed like a chore, especially for an introvert. Being on all the time without a recovery period consumes a ton of energy. And after a long day of work, that energy needed to interact with a friend often felt unbearable. Although throughout my time away from work, I looked forward to meeting with my friends and I enjoyed the time even more. Unexpectedly, I frequently initiated happy hours and hosted gatherings, which was nearly unheard of when I was immersed in my eight to five job. And then finally, the final lesson learned was this whole reevaluation about my relationship with time. So my day job and when I was in that grind, it was so hard for me to even understand what time was. I was constantly working. I just have to get through this day, this month, and then I'll be able to breathe. And it was perfectly acceptable for me to be wishing the time away. I thought it was normal. But during my wellness leave, the opposite occurred. I didn't want the days to end. The time flew by in a flurry. And I quickly realized this was because my time was my time on my own terms. And I remember reading an article by Chip Gaines, and it was titled, Every Day is Saturday specifically noting that Saturday typically doesn't follow a schedule or require meeting after meeting after meeting with an endless list of expectations. Saturdays are just a beautifully spontaneous day. So more than anything, I realized that I craved this space in my daily routine. And my relationship with time shifted so much so, I now have a quote by the late, great Muhammad Ali plastered around my workspace that says, don't count the days, make the days count. And that's the opportunity for all of us is to discover for ourselves what's important and how to make each day count. This reevaluation of time was also the springboard for me to explore self-employment, where I had more control over my schedule and my time. Speaking of which, I had a listener reach out and ask for an episode on how I made the leap to self-employment. So in the event that it'll help more of you thinking potentially about self-employment, I will share my own heart-based career development plan that propelled me into self-employment. In the meantime, I would love for you to join me in rethinking and reimagining the stigma associated with taking a work break or some type of intentional pause, using that time to reflect, restore, rejuvenate, and ultimately discover how to make each day count. So if you are someone who is craving a break from work and need help figuring out a plan, I'd love to help you. So feel free to message me and we can set up a session and help you craft your plan because you deserve better. You deserve a long, radiantly happy and healthy career. That's all for today. If you are finding this podcast helpful, I'd be delighted for you to share it with a friend. I'll talk to you next week. 